Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast this week. We have a special guest. Dr. Akila Spencer is here with me. So in just a moment, I'm going to introduce her. Um, I wanted to bring her on the podcast because after the fact, right, after my postpartum um, anxiety and depression, I learned so much about um, health and so many factors in our body with our hormones and our nutrition and our gut health that actually do contribute very much to our um anxiety, our hormones, and our even our mental health. And so um, our ability to think clearly, all these things that we sort of experience a low in, in the postpartum period, especially when we're, we're struggling with postpartum anxiety and depression. So I'm so excited to introduce you to the world of functional medicine, which is basically um, mainstream Western medicine with a facelift and with more um, just nuanced information. I can't even describe it. So I'm going to let actually Dr. Spencer describe it better. So welcome, Dr. Spencer. Hi, how is everybody doing? (laughs) Dr. Spencer and I are in the same boat. This is the first time I've ever interviewed someone on the podcast. And this is the first time she's been interviewed on a podcast, right? Yes. Yes. So we're both like, okay, here we are. And yet, and yet we are both moms and we are both passionate about health and helping moms to, um, be healthy in more than one way, right? Physically and mentally and emotionally so that they can feel their best, do their best, all the things. Yes, absolutely. So Dr. Spencer, let's just delve right into some of these questions. Um, a little background, you're pregnant with your third, you have two babies, you've had them pretty close together, right? Yes. My, all my kids will be about 20 months apart. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of moms listening that have kids really close together. And I wanted to bring this into the discussion because yes, Dr. Spencer's a doctor and she's also a mom. She gets it. So that's why I wanted to ask her to come on is because I think everything she has to say is so valuable, not just from a professional perspective, but also a motherhood perspective. So let's talk about for those who may not have any idea, like I didn't, what is functional health and what's a functional health practitioner versus an MD? So tell us a little bit about that and then we can talk about your training. Okay. So functional medicine is really a philosophy of how one practices medicine. So really any practitioner, medical doctor, um, doctor of osteopath, DO, chiropractor, nurse practitioner, acupuncturist, physician's assistant, or nutritionist can be a functional medicine practitioner with the right training. So for me, I went to chiropractic school at National University of Health Sciences outside of Chicago. And towards the end of my time at chiropractic school, I started a diplomate program in chiropractic internal medicine. And that was the start of being trained as a functional medicine practitioner. So, and then after I completed that diplomate program, which was about two years, I had my first child in March of 2017. And then in April, I start, I can, I started Chris Kresser's ADAPT framework course, which was even more training in functional medicine. Nice. And I got certified in his program. Okay. So Um, for those who don't know, Chris Kresser is just a really, um, 
loud, loud and respected voice in the functional health world. So what is functional health? Yes, it's a philosophy, but what does the philosophy say over like the Western medicine, like the regular doctors that most of my listeners probably go to? Okay. So the main difference between um, a conventional medical doctor and a functional medicine practitioner is that your functional medicine practitioner is going to ask you why. Why are you presenting with your symptoms and the condition that you've come to me for? And then you're, they're going to investigate the root cause of those symptoms. So treatment with a functional medicine um, practitioner depends on the cause of your symptoms. And that can include lifestyle changes. Like it may mean um, creating space to have time for more self-care, um, focusing on getting better sleep. It can also include supplements, botanicals, um, appropriate exercise recommendations, and then sometimes it can even include medication. Okay. So I feel like a regular doctor is quicker to jump to medication. I've seen both, okay? So just for all of you listening, as my medical provider, I have used both a regular mainstream Western medicine doctor, and then I've also, by choice... um, paid for functional healthcare um, because it was my preference once I started learning about what we're going to teach you about today, like more, more the lifestyle approach and less heavy on the medicine and the use of medicine. Now, I do feel like the main difference between a functional healthcare practitioner, in my opinion, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Dr. Spencer, and a regular healthcare, like mainstream healthcare, is that medicine is sort of one of the last things to be called upon. It's not that it isn't called upon. But they're going to ask so many more questions about why and about your lifestyle and what you're eating and how you're exercising. And not just to check them off a list, but like your functional healthcare practitioner really seriously takes those things into consideration and can teach you and educate you about how these different lifestyle aspects are directly affecting the symptoms you're experiencing. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that would be correct. Sometimes medication is necessary, even in the functional medicine world. However, it's not going to be the one and only treatment that they're going to be focused on. They're really going to take into consideration all the things that are affecting um, your condition and multiple avenues will be addressed um, concerning your treatment. Okay. So let's get into specifically what postpartum moms are struggling with. Um, As a postpartum mom yourself, and then also having seen moms um, in your career, like what do you feel like are sort of the risky areas when it comes to health during the postpartum period? So I would say probably what keeps people, like pushes people into postpartum depression is not having the support around having a new baby or adding another family member to the family as well as sleep. Those would probably be my top two. Okay. So support like emotional support, Not only emotional Mm -hmm. support, but actual physical support. So one of the things I recommend mothers do before the postpartum um, period even comes is to kind of prepare for it. So one of the things that I I did myself was think about how people could support with meals. Mm -hmm. For So with my first child, my mom and my stepmom would bring me food to our house. With my second child, I had a home birth at my mom's house. Mm -hmm. And so after I had, um, after I had him, I stayed at my mom's house for two weeks and she prepared all of my meals, which was awesome. That is awesome. (laughs) I love, but I realized, yeah, I realized not everybody can be in that position. So you just want to think about how, like, What can I do to make sure that the first two to three weeks after having baby, what's going to be helpful for me? So if you have family members that can bring you meals or friends or neighbors, that would be very helpful. And you're going to want to talk to those people before the postpartum comes. Or you, if you don't have that support, you want to think about um, preparing meals late, like later in the third trimester, freezing them so that you have the option of just unthawing, throwing in the oven, and having 
that part of food preparation be super easy. Yeah. So let's talk about with the food preparation. I know what all of you are thinking. You're like, that would be nice, but then I have to ask for help and I hate asking for help. (laughs) Um, But when it comes to postpartum, I just want to say there is no messing around. You cannot afford to do the little dance of, I don't want to ask people for help. This is big girl stuff. Okay. This is like life or death. This is like your health is on the line. Your body is being pushed to the extreme with giving birth to a baby and the recovery for that needs extreme care. So if you need to be uncomfortably asking people for help, just recognize that the alternative to that is what, that's what I want to talk with you about. Dr. Spencer, what do you feel like the alternative is to, um, a mom who doesn't plan well enough and isn't having proper nutrition and meals? What do you see happening there? So the kind of the saying is if you fail to prepare, you kind of, you prepare to fail basically. Mm -hmm. So you really can't mess around with the things that are going to cause less stress in the postpartum period. I mean, asking people for help was hard for me because I don't really like to ask for help. But because I had read that, that was something that was really going to help me in postpartum. I started asking people like early in pregnancy and maybe even make that as a part of your baby registry. Can you like send meals or pay for a meal service? Like those might be good things to put on your registry. Oh my gosh. Best idea ever. I just (laughs) never thought of that. Dr. Spencer, that's so good. Like on your registry asking for meals, you know what? I was just writing um, for parents.com. They asked me for just a few quotables for their website. So I was putting together some stuff. And as I was thinking about how much we prepare for baby versus how much we prepare for ourselves to take care of baby and to to heal and recover from baby, it's nothing. The baby shower is all about the baby. And like, it's, it's like, congratulations, mom. And it's like, let's celebrate the baby coming, which I love. I don't want to take anything from that. But it just goes to show how... underprepared we are and how uneducated we are. And like the priority level for our own care is like not even mentioned. Right. Yeah. So you really, as it isn't very common for people to kind of talk about this, you really have to kind of think not only about the baby, but also like you were saying, Liz, that you want to think about taking care of yourself and what we as practitioners call the fourth trimester. Yeah. The fourth trimester. Yeah. So for those who might not know, the fourth trimester is the next, what is it? 12 weeks after baby's born. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 12 weeks after baby's born when it's almost like another trimester for that baby. And it's definitely a tricky time for mama as well. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so we've talked about preparing meals and the importance of nutrition. What are the nutrients and the types of foods that are really important for mom to be eating during the postpartum period? Like... Tell me a little bit about that, like the caloric intake, whatever nuggets of knowledge you have on that. Okay, so what happens a lot with postpartum moms, especially if they have multiple children, is they're not actually eating enough in the postpartum period. They may eat some of the scraps from their older kids' plates, but it's not enough to actually give them the, the nutrition to supply them with energy to get through this busy time of life. So one thing you want to make sure you're doing is that are you actually eating your meals? 
Are you eating breakfast? Are you eating lunch? Are you eating dinner? And not just the scraps from your kids' plates. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like, have you been watching me, Dr. Spencer? <laughs> I'm not even postpartum, but sometimes when I get busy and I, right, if we fail to plan, we plan to fail when it comes to n- nutrition and food in motherhood. With Just because it's so busy, we don't have the luxury of not planning our food. And this was part of me maturing in my motherhood. Um, and taking more leadership role in my family as I did have to start preparing or planning meals and planning out what we were going to eat. But anyway, yeah, I would eat the the crusts of their cheese quesadillas and a little bit of yogurt from the fridge and call it good. And we're moving on to cleaning up lunch and we got to do a craft or we got to go to a birthday party. <laughs> yeah. So you called it, yeah. you nailed it. So in the postpartum period, you're really going to want to be focusing on whole foods and nutrient density, because that's what's really going to help you heal and get through the stressful time of motherhood. So for example, for breakfast, I have a couple of eggs with spinach. I have two pieces of bacon, sometimes gluten-free toast with butter. There's good nutrients in there. The eggs are providing choline for, you know, Baby, if you're breastfeeding, um, it's also providing protein and yeah. That's so good. What do you eat for lunch? Now I'm curious. I'm like, let's hear all the meals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for lunch, it kind of depends. If I'm in a rush, which kind of happens a lot, I will just throw lettuce into my lettuce bowl and I will bring a safe catch fish packet. Uh-huh. And I really like the safe catch fish packets because they're approved by the American Pregnancy Association. So um, uh, they check for mercury in the fish packets. I will and they pro- love it. I will put a link to that in the show notes. Keep going. And they provide what? And it's so like the salmon packet that I'm looking at now has 21 grams of protein. So I'm making sure that I get protein. And then one of the reasons I focus on Getting enough protein is because it's going to keep me fuller for longer and to have I'll have more sustained energy levels to get through my day. Love it. And that's, of course, not just when you're pregnant like Dr. Spencer is, but for sure postpartum as well. Correct. Okay. So to wrap up with food, I just want to ask for those that we've got a lot of moms here that are like nervous that they're in postpartum depression. They might be heading in that direction. They're really struggling mentally. And so are there any foods they can be eating that are going to really more or less directly help their brain functioning during this delicate postpartum mental health time? So I would say the best food that they could add would be cold water fatty fish. And that's going to be like Alaskan salmon, cod, herring, rainbow trout, sardines, mahi-mahi, but if you're absolutely like, I just can't eat fish, I would recommend the Nordic Naturals Pro Omega 2,000 milligrams. Is that a, okay, that's a supplement? Nordic Naturals Pro Omega 2,000 milligrams, it's a supplement? Yes. Okay, I'll link that in the show notes as well. So next, I want to talk about sleep. <laughs> this is, holy cow, we all know. Trying to get enough sleep, which we mostly don't get enough sleep during the postpartum period. So I'd love to hear anything you want to teach us about that. So you really just have to prioritize sleep the best way you can. For some people, that means taking naps when the baby naps and making that time, if you have other kids, quiet time where everybody has to be quiet so that mom can get some rest. Sometimes it means you have to get a babysitter or maybe ask your neighbor if they can watch your kids for an hour so you can get a nap or even 30 minutes so you can get a nap. For my first child, I um, just really tried to optimize nighttime sleep the best way I could. And for me, that meant going to bed at 10, sleeping for a couple of hours, and then getting up to nurse my baby and then, um, tell me what do you going mean? back to sleep? Oh, Go I ahead. was just going to say, what do you mean by optimizing nighttime sleep? That sounds like a really good strategy. So you mean you just tried to, so go my, to yeah, go ahead. My husband is a night owl. So it worked for him to stay up later than me and take care of the baby while I got a couple hours of rest. Got it. And then 
once baby needed to feed, I would nurse and then we would co-sleep. Okay. I want to just put in a, a, a minute here. I remember I was so desperate for life to feel normal again that even when I should have been resting, technically when I could have been prioritizing my sleep, I was prioritizing spending time with my husband because I just missed him. I missed our life before baby. And I was like, you know what? I'm exhausted. I'm sure that if I watch this movie or this show with him right now, I'm going to pay for it later. But I am so desperate for life to feel normal. And so um, that's something that we are going to have to manage our mind around moms because um, we do we do want to do those things that help life feel normal, but not not when sleep is on the line. So what Dr. Spencer, I think she's saying and what she does so well is prioritize the lifestyle choices that make medication and seeing your doctor and dipping way down in depression into depression not as likely. And so just notice that if you can find other ways for life to feel normal, besides, you know, staying up once baby is down to do stuff with husband or whatever it is, like do it during other times when you cannot, when resting isn't something that you're trading out. There's no doubt, right? That for all of us postpartum moms, we just get so hungry for life to feel normal again. We're like grasping around for something, but just like, just be careful with that mamas, because we don't want to, um, cut corners with our rest because that is where mental health can really get nasty is when you are sleep deprived, you are automatically at a lower vibe. You're just not thinking as well. And when you're thinking poorly, you're feeling poorly. And then it can create these cycles that are hard to get out of. And all of a sudden it just becomes this new low. And then you can't sleep well because you're not mentally well. And so falling asleep is hard and your anxiety is getting bigger because your your hormones are on the fritz because you're just under sleeping. So I don't know if you have any thoughts you want to share, Dr. Spencer. Yeah. So that would be like the next thing you want to consider is setting realistic expectations for yourself in the postpartum period, especially during the newborn phase. Um, You won't be able to conquer everything on your to-do list. Like it's just not going to (laughs) happen. Most of your time is going to be consumed by taking care of your baby, making sure that they're fed, their diapers are changed, um, that you're comforting them when they're crying. So Really, you're you're really going to have to be like, okay, the newborn phase does not last forever. I have to decrease my to-do list. It can't be a mile long. I have to be realistic about what I can accomplish each day. Yes. I think so many of us are so eager. Like I said, we're eager to have things feel normal again, and we are eager to get back into our routine, and we are eager to lose the baby weight. We get ahead of ourselves. And so I think what Dr. Spencer Duffley said is that we have it's on us to make sure our expectations going into postpartum are realistic so that we're not cutting corners with sleep and trying to take on too much in our household too soon because that can also be something that leads us down a nasty path with mental health. Mental health. <laughs> mental health. <laughs> So this eagerness, right? You all know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. When you get on the scale or you look at your belly and you're like, okay, I think it's time to start losing weight. And you're not even six weeks postpartum or eight weeks postpartum. It's like, hold the phone, chill out. Like it's not going to last forever is a thought that Dr. Spencer just offered. Um, Another one is it took me nine months to get this way. Like, let me just give myself nine months to sort of start to unget this way. And then if after nine months, things aren't feeling up to think, you know, normal or whatever, then we can talk. But I think so many of us are like, okay, well, yeah, it's been about six weeks, 12 weeks. We should be back on the wagon again. And, and we, (laughs) you know, and we see those moms that they look like they are. So we think we should, or we just are kind of sick of the slow paced life that's happening. So yeah, what I think what Dr. Spencer is saying is, um, that's, that's tricky business because as soon as you start to, um, have expectations that are fast like that, um, you can be putting strain and stress on your mental health as well as your physical health. Yes, absolutely. So how long would you say we need to be expecting life to feel slow and, um, to be having to take extra care with ourselves postpartum, just your, in your opinion, you've had two babies, you're pregnant with your third, you're a doctor. Like, what are your thoughts? Oh gosh. 
I think it depends on oh gosh <laughs> if you're breast if you're breastfeeding or if you're not. I breastfed both of my children, my first two children, for a year plus, mm-hmm. and I had to be realistic about what I could accomplish for that whole year because breastfeeding's almost a full time job. I think it's only like a hundred hours less than a full time job. So yeah, for me, it really, it took a year also because for my first child, he did not really start sleeping through like longer periods in the night until he was about 10 months. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And yet it's very common. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Especially if you are breastfeeding because breastfed babies tend to need, you know, need to feed more often than bottle fed babies. Totally. Okay. Did you guys hear all that? Like at least 10 months. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously. (laughs) So if you're breastfeeding, you need, if you make that choice to continue to keep up with that and to do that, um, which is lovely, just realize that you are also needing to adjust your expectations accordingly. I think we get a little greedy as moms. Like we want the best of both worlds. We want to be successful at breastfeeding. We want to be able to lose the weight. We want to be able to have our house get clean again. We want to be able to feel happy with our husbands. And so like really, really, really go back and ask yourself right now, this is the life coach Lizzie talking. Okay. Ask yourself, what have my expectations been? Um, and list them and then ask yourself, are these getting in the way of me being able to cope right now? Like, are these making me think that there's some sort of a problem with the way that I'm adjusting or the way that my body's adjusting or my mental health or the way I spend my time? So many times these expectations, we get so attached to them that we want nothing to do with what's real, with, with reality. We just like our brain loves this safe place that it's created of expectations because it's all predictable, but we do need to adjust those as we go or else we can get into this place of just resisting what is and despair. Yeah. Yeah. Just (laughs) taking time, make sure you give yourself or create space so that you can be yourself. I think sometimes when we become mothers, we say all of my attention and everything has to be about my baby and my kids. And you have to remember that in order to be present for your kids and your family, you have to take care of yourself or else everybody else is not going to be able to be taken care of. So make sure you just cut out, carve some time out so that you can remember, you know, yourself before it was like to be a mother, whether that's you, you know, you get an hour to exercise just by yourself without the kids, or you get to do a hobby for half an hour to an hour, just carve out some time to not be a mother for a little bit. Oh my gosh. That, thank you for saying that. That was so validating to me as a mother. And then to me as a life coach, that's something I'm constantly preaching. What I say, I like to teach that you're a person first than a parent, like behind every parent is a person. And when we throw ourselves so far into our motherhood that we can't even remember like our hobbies or what to do. I feel so hypocritical because I haven't played volleyball for like over a year, but I have done some (laughs) other hobbies. Like my life coaching business is definitely a hobby as well. Um, but yeah, when we, when we're like, you know, I don't even know what I like to do anymore, or I can't remember the last time I did something for myself. That is a time that we're at risk for mental health stuff to start to develop for sure resentment and also anxiety and on into depression. So the person in you, the, not the mother, not the parent, right? But the person in you has to be able to breathe. She has to have some fun. She's got to have some juice, some life in her. Um, she can't be running on empty all the time or else you're going to be finding that that's going to bleed into your motherhood as well in your parenting. Yeah. That's exactly what happened with me. I would say that that is a very big precursor to my postpartum depression is I just didn't know what it looked like to take care of myself as a mom. I had to relearn self-care because it's so different. And I want you guys that have multiple kids, you're like, yeah, 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 I've had a baby before, but it's different with every kid you add in, the self-care game changes. 
and it's completely different again. You have to relearn self-care and what it looks like. Now you can take some of the habits into your new baby that you had before, like planning is a great habit that can be helpful no matter how many babies in you are, but just give yourself the space and the credit to remember that with each new addition, the self-care game changes yet again. There's new rules. There's, it looks different. The dance and the juggle is different. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So the last thing we were going to talk about last, but certainly not least. Okay. You guys like listen up, scooch up in your seats. (laughs) I wanted Dr. Spencer to talk about, and this is something that I've actually gotten tested for in her office. Well, not in her office, but I went to the lab and per her recommendation, which is, um, the hormones and nutrients in your body that directly interplay with postpartum depression. So in layman's terms, we're just going to be talking about the things to make sure you're getting into your diet that can support your brain so that you can either get off antidepressants if you're on them, or maybe even possibly and potentially avoid getting on medication if you can bump these things up in your diet. So go ahead, Dr. Spencer, educate us. (laughs) Okay. So the nutrients that you want to consider if you're experiencing postpartum depression are vitamin D, iron, DHA, and EPA. So studies have shown that if you're low in vitamin D, you can be more susceptible to depression. So if you're experiencing depression, you want to get your vitamin D measured by your practitioner. Hopefully a functional health practitioner because the ranges that a typical doctor uses, right, are actually less specific or or wider than a functional health practitioner, the ranges that they use when they test hormones. Am I right? Yes. I, as a functional practitioner, like to see vitamin D between 50 and 70. But um, a lot of conventional doctors, if you're at 30, they'll say you're okay because technically you're within the lab range. But for optimal health, we're looking in a range that's from 50 to 70. Yes. So this is one of the many reasons I like to work with functional health practitioners is because they just have higher standards for health. And so when I feel like I'm lagging and I go into my regular doctor and he's like, well, you're good. You're good on all the tests. It's so interesting how, when I feel like I'm lagging mentally and I go into my functional healthcare practitioner, she's going to say, oh no, yeah, you're in the thirties or forties and we need to get you up to the fifties. And so I just feel like Um, if you just feel like something's not right and your doctor is like, no, you're good, then definitely consider a functional healthcare practitioner. Okay. I just had to put in that plug. (laughs) So, because it seriously just really upped my, my, my game, my health game. So it's been awesome. Okay. So go ahead, um, and continue where you left off. (laughs) Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, so the other nutrient I talked about was iron. Your baby's going to demand a lot of iron for growth during pregnancy, but it also is going to, if you're, especially if you're breastfeeding, going to demand iron after birth. So If you're low on iron, it can affect your mood because it's going to lead to more exhaustion. And the more you feel exhausted, the more it's going to affect your mood. So usually practitioners during pregnancy will look at hemoglobin to see if you're iron deficient. And if it's low, they're like, okay, you need to be on an iron supplement. But really for functional medicine, we do more testing than that. We look at not only serum iron, but we're also going to look at the storage of iron, which is ferritin. We're going to look at the transportation of iron, TIBC and UIBC, um, iron saturation, those types of markers to make to get the full picture. For my second child, I remember getting 
really fatigued. And I can't remember if it was, I think it was second trimester that I was like, man, I am just really fatigued. So I decided to run a complete blood count and a full iron panel on myself. And lo and behold, the storage of my iron was really low. Some of my red blood cell markers were low and then um, some other markers were off. So I began to correct that with an iron supplement. Nice. So if you, you know, experience extreme fatigue that's outside of the normal fatigue related to pregnancy, make sure that you get tested during pregnancy. And if you're feeling down and out and fatigued as well, I would have that checked postpartum as well. Mm, so good because how many of us are feeling fatigued postpartum? <laughs> like everybody raise your hand. Yeah. So that's really a good reminder. Okay. So we've got vitamin D and you talked to us about the range for that. Um, we've got iron and um, you talked about how functional healthcare practitioners definitely check not just the iron level in the blood, but also how the storage is going, how the transportation of iron is going. You just get such a fuller picture as a functional practitioner. Right. Because if, if my practitioner had only looked at my hemoglobin, my hemoglobin would have been fine technically. Mm. So, But I knew something was off and that's why in-depth testing is more optimal for finding out what's going on with you. Yeah. So basically you guys, if you're really committed to getting off your antidepressants, but you're not feeling like you're ready to, but you want to, um, and, or if you are, I guess just, or if you are really wanting to avoid getting on medication, but you're very much scared of how you've been feeling, like it's just not sustainable and you're really struggling then the commitment is to a functional healthcare practitioner because they're going to take a deeper and broader look and they have higher, they're, they're just going to be more investigatory <laughs> into um, some of these main nutrients. So you're going to want to ask them to test you for your vitamin D, your iron. You said, Dr. Spencer, what are the other ones? DHA and EPA, which are your omega-3 fatty acids. And those fatty acids are anti-inflammatory. So part of the picture of depression is actually that it's an inflammatory response. Interesting. Tell me about that. I didn't know that. There's been studies that show that, um, you know, because a lot of people think of depression as just a serotonin, norepinephrine, dopamine issue. But what they found out through studies is that actually people who suffer from depression range all over the spectrum when it comes to serotonin levels. And really what seems to be affecting people is inflammation. And that's kind of why we talked about self-care and sleep, because if you're not taking care of yourself and you're not getting sleep, those are all going to cause inflammation in your body. So you want to focus on those lifestyle factors to decrease inflammation, but you also want to support anti-inflammatory responses with nutrients such as DHA and EPA. And you cold water fish do that. Taking an omega-3 fish supplement can also help with that as well. Yeah. And I just have to put in a plug for essential oils. I, uh, obviously high quality, pure essential oils with no additives, no fillers, but I have noticed that there are a couple oils like lavender, copaiba, um, or some people say copaiba, but some of these, um, just really, I don't know even how to describe them like grounding oils. They are anti-inflammatory. And so you can mix those with a carrier oil, like olive oil or coconut oil, and just put them on if you have like joint pain and joint inflammation. Um, but the tricky thing with depression is it doesn't feel like pain and yet it's a fuzzy brain. And so what you're saying is that it's related to inflammation. I had no idea. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Did you want to tell us about the thyroid? You and I had talked a little bit about getting your thyroid tested as let's, let's, this is probably the last thing we'll talk about as far as what you need to ask and get tested on. If you're concerned about how you're feeling or if you're wanting to avoid using antidepressants or you're just worried about your depression. Yes. So um, low thyroid function can be a cause of postpartum depression and due to not sleeping and not getting enough nutrients, thyroid function can decrease. Okay. So what are the symptoms of low thyroid postpartum that you might be able to recognize with them? So depression is one, um, extreme fatigue, which it's really hard to tell because you're in the postpartum stage. You're not really sleeping. Right. So, um, 
fatigue and then tolerance to cold or you might have cold hands and feet even though it's 80 degrees outside crazy it can show up as your hair falling out more than usual oh my gosh holy cow I did not I'm just now realizing that when you say that because I hear so many moms complain or or just be sad about losing so much hair and they just think it's the hormones leaving their body or you know their body healing or whatever but what you're saying is that hair loss can be related to a, an underperforming thyroid yes that's true okay Sometimes, I mean, during pregnancy, you get a lot of hair growth and not as much shedding for some people. So the shedding can come once all the hormones drop off and you um, deliver your baby. So you're saying it is normal to some extent? To some extent for some people. If it's just so excessive, you want to get your thyroid checked. Okay. All right. I'm so glad that you came on this podcast and are sharing these things with us because, you know, we just, we just are having babies. We don't always know exactly what we're doing. And, um, we just know what our doctors tell us. And unfortunately, um, nothing against mainstream doctors at all. Like I, I've used an, a regular old OBGYN for forever, but I'm just saying like, um, sometimes when it comes to the finicky hormonally and mental health related issues, these are a little bit more hoity toity things that we need to get tested. These are just things that, um, are very easy to catch in a functional health test that are harder to catch with your typical doctor and that are very specific to postpartum mental health. And that's exactly why I asked Dr. Akila Spencer to be here with us and not any other doctor is because she does such a phenomenal job of, um, helping moms through the postpartum time, but not just turning straight to medication. And I also love that she's not anti-medication, but she's just so savvy on the lifestyle. And it's crazy. Like when I go in to visit Dr. Spencer, um, (laughs) I'm always like, you know, obviously something's wrong with me. I tell her about my symptoms and she always goes to like, really seriously study what I'm eating. Like it's, and, and I'm always just like, do we really have to talk about that? Like my eating's really bad. And she's like, well, yeah, then we have to talk about it. <laughs> um, so I think so many of us underestimate the lifestyle stuff and, um, our doctors sometimes do too, but I love that in a functional healthcare practitioner, you will not get away with, <laughs> keeping your lifestyle stuff low and just getting on a medication. She's going to educate you and empower you, um, to understand what full, a full picture of health looks like in your body postpartum, not just like be like, sorry, I don't really know how to help you, but here's the antidepressant I give everyone. So yeah, thanks for so much for having me. I really enjoy, um, giving people tools to help themselves. I love it. Yeah. That's what I love about functional medicine. It's so empowering. Okay. So where can people find you? I don't know if you guys knew this. You didn't because I haven't told you yet, <laughs> but Dr. Akila Spencer, my functional health practitioner, she's here in Denver, 5280 functional medicine. Um, but, but she works with people virtually. So if you are like, you know what? I don't want to go to the work of finding a functional healthcare practitioner near me. I like this lady. Lizzie trusts her. I want to just use her to get my thyroid tested and my, you know, and just see what she recommends. I get tested, talk to her about how I'm feeling, get her expertise. How can they work with you? So they can just give us a call at 720-722-0386. If they don't feel comfortable with a phone call at first, you can always go to our website, which is 5280functionalmedicine.com and just type in the inquiry box and it will come to us and we'll get in touch with you. That's so lovely. And then what does it look like if you're going to meet with them virtually? Do you just do it over Zoom or Skype or something? Yes. So usually Zoom. Okay, cool. And so that way you can see them face to face. They can explain to you what they're feeling, um, what their concerns are. And you can, I, in my experience, what Dr. Spencer does is she just asks really good questions about the little details that you might not even think are affecting your health. And then she just, um, sometimes she'll have you track your meals. Sometimes, Um, she'll just know right off the bat, like what you, what she'll have a really good idea of like what you need to be tested for and give you a certain couple tests to get done. Um, I've noticed that working with her is really affordable. I love that she understands that we're all on a budget. And so she doesn't 
just like recommend all the tests and send us to go get them all done. And we're paying like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. You know, she's just like, okay, well let's start with this one and then we'll go from there. Um, I don't think it's necessary to get them all done. You know, she'll just, she's just very honest, like a good, a person of integrity. She'll tell you like what you need, what you don't need yet, you know, but I love that she gives us those choices too when she's helping. So oh, thank you, Liz. <laughs> yeah, it's been awesome to be your um, patient and you're just so relatable. I love that you're a mom having babies like the rest of us. So, and yet you have all this phenomenal education and training and it's also not just your training, but your passion, it seems like too. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything you, I can do to help my, um, health and the health of my family as well as other people as naturally as possible. I love to look into that. I love it. All right. Well, thanks so much for being here with us today, Dr. Spencer. We'll have to have you again sometime. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. We'll see you all guys. I'll see you a little bit more. We'll see you guys all next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, Lizzie here. If you've been struggling and you're ready for more help, I want to invite you to book a consult with me. I offer free hour-long consults where we go over what's not working, your vision for the future of your motherhood, and how I would help you given my tools and expertise. To schedule your free consult, visit my booking page at go.oncehub.com forward slash Lizzie Langston. I fully believe that you can get to where you want to go. I'll see you on the console.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.